Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, I'm bringing you guys a 12-team PPR mock draft. On this video, I'm using drafters.com, a sponsor of mine. If you actually look at the code above here, it's code notorious for 50% deposit bonus, or you can use my link down below that also gives you the exact same thing. If you want to join, what this is, is it's a best ball website, so pretty much what you do is you draft a team, and then your team gets its lineup automatically set by whatever the best points is scored every single week. It's pretty much like doing a mock draft, but it's just like a dollar or however much money you want to spend on the website on each draft. And then at the end, you can see here prizes. This is a $1 draft. You win $7.2 if you get first. Second gets you $3. And for third place, you get $1.8. So you make 70 extra sense if you guys want to join in with me and add me as a friend notorious f-n-t-s-y on the website i'll add you guys as a friend and i'll invite you guys to some drafts so that you can draft with me but without further ado let's get right into the video 12 team ppr mock draft now now that we are actually in the draft we are drafting from the 11th overall position in this 12 team draft like i said this is on drafters and we are going to have a great time here today. I like doing these drafts because, like I said, it's like a mock draft, but for money. So people are actually going to be trying in your mock draft. It's much different than when you're on Yahoo or ESPN when you're drafting, and the first guy drafts a kicker, and your whole draft is completely fucked up because of that. On here, none of that happens, but no more advertisements here. We're going to get right into the draft. So we have the 11th overall draft selection in this video. So right here at the 11th spot, I typically like to get running backs early in the draft. Someone also said what's up to me in the chat, so I appreciate that. I'll say what's up as well. So I'm going to say, how's it going? So yeah, we're just going to be doing a draft here. Some people may actually know who I am in these drafts. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm like some fucking superstar. So the first pick of the draft was Mr. Run CMC, Christian McCaffrey. Very obvious pick, if I'm going to be honest with you. Followed by Saquon Barkley. Also, shout out to Viking26 if you're watching this video now. At the 11th overall pick, like I said, I think we're to try to go running back, but we typically go best player available. I don't try to lock myself in before the draft into one strategy. You shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't go into the draft thinking, hey, let me go zero running back and not draft running back to the fifth round. You shouldn't go in the draft to say, hey, let me go zero wide receiver and not draft a wide receiver until like the fifth round. You should just think, let me just draft where the value is on the board. And we'll see in a couple of picks what I am going to be looking at at pick 11. So the third pick in this draft, as long as this guy is here, I would assume is going to be either Ezekiel Elliott, Michael Thomas, or Alvin Kamara. Dalvin Cook still listed as the third best option available on the board, and we'll actually see where Dalvin Cook goes in this draft. After he announced that he was going to be holding out, after he's like, fuck it, I want a bigger contract, he wants a contract north of Christian McCaffrey's. Can you tell me how the fuck that makes any sense? How can you want a contract bigger than Christian McCaffrey's when you can barely stay healthy? Christian McCaffrey is a goddamn workhorse, so I don't really understand how that is going to work at all but we'll see will Dalvin Cook get picked in the first round of this draft I highly doubt it but I want to see where he goes maybe he's now a fourth or fifth round pick maybe I'd want to pick him at that price but right now in June we really have no idea how many games the guy's going to play will he end up playing the whole season he could play the whole season or he could do a Melvin Gordon where he misses the first four games and they realize holy shit the guy behind me Austin Eckler is pretty good because Madison's pretty good behind him so we shall see I think right now we're in the range of where Michael Thomas may be coming off the board in the draft Michael Thomas typically goes around pick four to six it's different for every single draft some people like to go Michael Thomas earlier whereas others prefer to go with Michael Thomas later so as we continue to look on to the board Michael Thomas gets picked so not very surprising like I said fifth pick Alvin 
Dalvin Kamara. So right here, we're in the range of where Dalvin Cook typically got picked. From pick four till six or seven is typically where you see Dalvin Cook get picked. Shout out to Alvin Kamara. I love Alvin Kamara. Next comes Derrick Henry. So we're already past Dalvin Cook. It doesn't seem like anyone's going to be picking him, and rightfully so. We are now one, two, three, four picks away from our draft pick in this round. Now, looking at the board, there's still tons of great talent. There's always tons of great talent in the first round. I actually prefer to be drafting towards the back of the draft because I like to do the one-two-turn picks where you get the I get pick 11 and then I get pick 14. So I can really dictate the draft. And if me and this other guy take four running backs, then you completely change the whole draft where other people are now forced to draft a running back or pivot away. That's where they have to make a vital decision. And if they choose wrong, they will end up being fucked at a certain position. So I love doing that and starting the run especially if you're the 12-13 because you'd pick two guys right in a row. At pick seven, we see Joseph Mixon, a pick I love. I love Joe Mixon. I think he's a top five running back. If you watch my running back rankings videos listed as running back number five, he's behind guys like, obviously, CMC, Saquon, Zeke, Kamara, and then Mixon. I really think Mixon's going to have a great year. Derrick Henry also I would consider at that pick as well. At pick eight, we see Devontae Adams. So two wide receivers already picked off the board. Not very surprising, but in some drafts, you don't see Devontae Adams go until pick 10, 11, or 12. At nine, we see his teammate Aaron Jones coming off the board, followed by Kenyon Drake. So for me, we're going to be looking running back here because I like the value here. To me, it's an easy pick between Nick Chubb and Josh Jacobs. I barrel back and forth every single day between these two. Now in my rankings, I have Nick Chubb listed above Josh Jacobs. That's who we're going to go ahead and select here. I think this team is going to be so run heavy. I think the op- the chance for him to be the rushing leader in the NFL is very high, but same with Mr. Um, Josh Jacobs as well. So maybe we can get Josh Jacobs at pick 14. If not, I'd probably look to go a guy like Austin Eckler who could hopefully fall to me. If I'm stuck with one of these other guys, maybe I would go CEH. If not, I would probably just run to the heavens and probably just go pick someone else. Miles Sanders is ranked as my number 12 running back, but I am very worried to draft him in these best ball kind of leagues because who knows if it's going to be a running back by committee. Right now, we have no idea because behind him is just Boston Scott, but they could end up drafting, or not drafting because the draft already happened. They could end up adding a guy like Devon Freeman or another back behind him that would definitely make me nervous about drafting a guy like Miles Sanders when Doug Peterson the head coach of the Eagles is a very very notoriously known to love that running back by committee at pick 12 we actually see Dalvin Cook come off the board so maybe his ADP won't fall as much as I think it will but we shall see in, in the next couple of months how he moves maybe next draft he will go even further when I record my next mock draft video a couple of days from now if you guys have enjoyed thus far please click that subscribe button but right now we are at our pick shout out to Scott Vikings 26 I'm going to be picking Austin Eckler here to me this is beyond the easiest choice I was almost sure that if that guy was going two running backs Jacobs would get picked and so would Austin Eckler, but Eckler didn't end up getting picked. Eckler's in my top 12 as well. I think Austin Eckler's going to have a fantastic year. Him and Chubb are close to each other. I actually thought at some points I liked Eckler more than Chubb, but it's very close because there's definitely worries with Austin Eckler. Some people might think, hey, what should I do with Austin Eckler? Do I think that the Chargers are going to be dumping the ball off more. Is Tyrod able to dump it off? Is he like Phillip Rivers? Because Phillip Rivers literally does this thing. I made the joke about it. He goes, beep, 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 beep. And he either throws it to Hunter Henry or he dumps it off to the running back. He does one or the other. So now who really knows what's going to happen? I'm going to hope that the coaches design the plays. Hey, let's dump it off to our best fucking player in Austin Eckler. And I think if Justin Herbert becomes the starter a couple of weeks in, those rookie running backs really look to throw to tight ends and running backs they look for the safe check down people or players, so I think that's what we're going to be seeing a lot this season. Miles Sanders comes off the board, followed by Tyreek Hill. So Tyreek Hill, to me, is a very 
Very, very confusing player because in my head, I love Tyreek Hill because he's going to have those games where he single-handedly wins you the week. He is going to single-handedly skull-fuck a defense and skull-fuck your opponent for you. And then there's going to be other games where he's kind of nodding off and Kelsey goes off or he's nodding off and CEH could go off. So I'd much prefer the guy who went right after him in Julio Jones over Tyreek Hill, but I like Tyreek Hill more than Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin, to me, is a kind of a confusing pick because right now we haven't seen any action with Brady and Godwin in like a real type of practice scenario we will see that obviously going on in the summer so I can get a better justification off of like a nine fucking second clip I see off of Twitter I think he's gonna have a great season though I like him much more than Evans I pick 19 we see Lamar Jackson come off the board now I'm not one who's prone to go quarterback early in drafts and best ball it's kind of a better strategy to go quarterback early some say to me I still like to wait on quarterback but Lamar Jackson going in the second or third round should be a guarantee in all of your leagues maybe even the first round in your at-home league because some crazy motherfucker goes oh my god, did you see how good Lamar Jackson was last year? So I gotta pick him in the first three picks. And that will fucking happen. I've been playing with my friends for years, and they've wisened up. But back in the day, they would be drafting a quarterback in the first, like, five, ten picks. So don't be surprised if Lamar Jackson gets picked in the first round, second, or third round. I like the quarterbacks better in the fourth round, but they just never fall there, so you don't even have to really think about it at your pick when you're doing that. So now looking at the board right now, Viking is up, and I'm going to assume he is going to probably be picking either a running back or a wide receiver here unless he goes for the tight end strategy. Now, tight ends typically go in like the second or third round. He goes for David Johnson, which honestly I don't love, but at the same time I don't love Leonard Fournette. I'm not really bought in on Gurley. I'm not really bought in on Jonathan Taylor for early. I am bought on David Johnson for the whole season. I'm just not bought on his health. I think he could easily get hurt. This guy is made of a bag of bones. The guy's like Humpty Dumpty when he falls off the wall. He just gets cursplatted the second someone hits him. Travis Kelsey comes off the board at 21. Amari Cooper then 23. George Kittle. Typically you're going to see Kittle. Once either Kittle or Kelsey come off the board, someone else just panics and says, holy shit, the tight end's not going to fall to me. And they just pick the other one. So that's very typical. Amari Cooper over DeAndre Hopkins. That guy must be smoking the loud. That makes no sense to me. I think that, honestly, that um, Amari Cooper is just a very inconsistent player, and I don't want anyone inconsistent in the first couple of rounds. That's kind of why I avoid Tyreek Hill. Kelsey and Kittle are guys I also kind of avoid in the first couple of rounds of the draft in a bigger league. Now, in a smaller league, I actually believe that getting a tight end early is key because the player differential at tight end, positional differential, I should say, at tight end is very important in an 18 league, whereas in a 12-team league, it's not as important. We see Pat Mahomes go in the third round, very typical. Kenny Galladay, then Juju Smith-Schuster. Now, Juju Smith-Schuster, that guy's value has completely changed from last year to this year. Last year, people thought Juju top 10 wide receiver. This year, people are thinking Juju maybe not even top 10, maybe top 20 wide receiver. To me, I'm kind of indifferent on him. I don't love him. I don't hate him. I would take him in the third round, but I'm not actively going to draft him, I should say. He's kind of just a player that I'll, he'll end up on a couple of my teams. I play in like 10, 15 fantasy football leagues during the season. I have to do a bunch of these mock drafts because they're really fun, but on these type of teams too, I just end up on him on a couple of them, but he's not a guy I actively look at. Mike Evans is a guy who, like I said, I'm kind of confused on him and Godwin, if I'm being honest with you. Very confused because how's the system going to look with Tom Brady? Is going to be pass heavy are they going to try to run the ball like New England I think it's going to be more of a Bruce Arians type of system that's what it came out to be so I think they should be passing the ball at least I hope so Todd Gurley comes off the board followed by Leonard Fournette and Jonathan Taylor Todd Gurley Leonard Fournette Leonard Fournette I actually like a decent amount but that guy was just getting a zillion receptions last year and then they add in Chris Thompson so who knows if he's going to be able to get those a million receptions yet again in 2020 after Jonathan Taylor comes Chris Carson Jonathan Taylor the first rookie running back to come off the board because everyone forgot because CEH is deep deep Deep, deep buried on drafters, so you should actually type his name in if you want to draft him. 
to make sure that you can secure him. So you just type his name in, Clad. I don't think he's been picked yet. See, he's right here. So he's still available. It's just he's bit, he's just a bit buried in there because he's a rookie. After Jonathan Taylor goes Chris Carson, who I like, uh, DJ Moore, and Adam Thielen. So typically I would just say to not really follow how my team is constructed, more follow about how I'm talking about these players because CEH, there's no way in, oh, fuck, he's available in the third round, but this is for money, so obviously I'm going to take him. So now we're probably going to be looking at the wide receiver core. We got our three running backs, which is something I typically do in these drafts. Go running back in the first three rounds, I want two of them. So either uh, round one, round and round two or round one and round three. Typically, I like round one and round two to be running backs for my team, but obviously, if the draft goes completely different, everyone's drafting running back. Michael Thomas is available late. You pick him. It's an easy pick. The guy's going to be so fucking safe. After CEH comes Allen Robinson, a guy I really like who's being very undervalued. Guy's like a top 12 wide receiver every single year. He's done it with Blake Bortles, and he's done it with Kissing Teddy Trubisky, and if it's Foles, he has to be better. Mark Andrews comes at 37, a pick I like as well. I like Mark Andrews around the fourth round. That may be a bit early because the beginning of the first round but hey whatever floats your boat friend at our pick now we're kind of a bit fucky fucked because there's not too many wide receivers that I actually like available on the board but I'm gonna have to reach if I want to get a guy that I actually like Odell's still available Keenan Allen AJ Brown Devontae Parker Stefan Diggs DJ Chark Cooper Cup so it's not really a reach I guess I would go with Cooper Cup here between him and Woods I feel very close on both of them, but I think both of them are going to have a great season this year in 2020. Obviously, last year, Cooper Cup kind of shit the bed due to injury, but the year before, he looked like he was going to be the number one wide receiver in fantasy football. He actually was across the first, like, eight weeks of the season. The guy was on an absolute tear, and I think he could be as well in 2020, especially now with Brandon Cooks gone. I also like Woods. There's some other players that I liked here as well at the wide receiver position. Calvin Ridley, I also think his top 10 potential. Same goes with DJ Chark. Maybe one of those guys came back to me in the fifth round. In the fifth round, I wouldn't even be opposed to picking Robert Woods, but typically right after someone picks Cooper Cup, Robert Woods comes like three picks later because people realize, holy shit, let me get the other Rams wide receivers. I like both of them a lot. At pick 40, we see Le'Veon Bell, 39, we see Odell Beckham Jr., which is honestly funny as fuck because we see two guys who were literally, in most people's opinion, top 12 picks last year. Not top 12 at their position, top 12 picks, and they have fallen all the way until the fourth round. That's where they're going to be going in a lot of leagues. Odell, I'm very off on. I think they're going to be a very run-heavy offense with Stefanski at the helm. So don't be drafting Odell. Le'Veon, I really like as a safe pick in the fourth round. He's actually in a rankings video that I talk about in tomorrow's video. Melvin Gordon comes off the board, who I'm indifferent on. Just like with that player earlier I was talking about, I'm just not too sure on him. Like, I think that this is a very good situation for him to be in, where he could be the workhorse. But he could also get absolutely skull-fucked into being into a running back by committee system with Philip Lindsay because Philip Lindsay is no slouch. Melvin Gordon's very good. They paid him a lot of money, so he should be the guy. But I wouldn't be surprised if they fucked him, just like they fucked him last year with Royce Freeman. Oh, and they fucked Royce Freeman because it could have been Royce Freeman's job. They're both pretty good. At 42, we see Marky Mark Ingram come off the board. Mark Ingram now, he has fallen. He's taken a big, 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 big fall after they drafted a running back in the NFL draft, which obviously hurts in DeAndre Swift. At 43, they draft um, A.J. Brown. I also think I just said the wrong name in DeAndre Swift for having drafted by the uh, being drafted by the Baltimore Ravens. I actually meant to say the other running back in J.K. Dobbins. I'm sorry. Sometimes I just forget which team these guys are in when they're rookies, but I'll figure it out by the time the end of the season or by the time we're really getting deep into fantasy next month. We're still going deep now, though, because I post a video every single day. That was just a bit of a brain fart right there. At pick 44, we see D.K. Metcalf, a guy I really like as well. 45, Devin Singletary, who is very confusing to me. 
I think this is a 50-50 split between him and Zach Moss. Maybe 55-45. I mean, why would you draft Zach Moss if you didn't... If you believed in Devin Singletary, you wouldn't have drafted Zach Moss. You would have just drafted someone way later. At 46, we see James Conner, who... The draft kind of shows, at least, that he's still the guy. They believe in him. I mean, he's fucking injury-prone. He's made of glass. But if he could stay healthy, the guy's a beast. So, in the fourth round, don't really like it. Would prefer the fifth round, but he typically probably won't fall there. 47, we see Calvin Ridley. 46, we see, or 48, I should say, we see Mr. David Montgomery. Montgomery's a guy I love in the fourth or fifth round. A guy that I'm targeting in all of my fantasy drafts. If I don't get three running backs early, David Montgomery's a guy I love to add to my fantasy football team. Now, we are into the fifth round of the draft. First pick of round five, we see Devontae Parker come off the board. Now, there's people on each side of Devontae Parker. There's the Devontae Parker's great. There's the Devontae Parker sucks. Now, I'm a Dolphins fan, but I'm very unbiased in this. I think Devontae Parker is going to be a bust this year. I think that the amount of people that love Devontae Parker aren't looking too deep into the stats. If you look at it, when Preston Williams was healthy the first eight games of the year, Devontae Parker didn't do shit. Same with Mike Gesicki. That's why I'm worried about both of them. There's also going to be people that say, oh, it's because the Miami Dolphins only got hot halfway through the season. Nick, are you fucking stupid? I understand. But when Preston Williams was out there, Preston Williams was eating the W's like Jameis Winston. Meanwhile, Devontae Parker was sitting in the corner eating a Big Mac. Not even a Big Mac. He's eating like a fucking Happy Meal, crying in the corner. At 50, we see Robert Woods, 51, Tyler Lockett, 52, Cam Akers. So Tyler Lockett's really seeing a lot of hate. I think he's just an okay pick. I mean, DK Metcalf got drafted ahead of him, and Tyler Lockett's probably the number one look for Russell Wilson. There were games last year where Tyler Lockett, it seemed like he was hurt, but he actually just had the flu, and unlike Michael Jordan with the flu, we see Tyler Lockett not perform very well. Same thing happened to Mike Evans earlier. In the season 52, we see Cam Akers, like I said. Akers is a guy I really like to target as well, but now I'm starting to get worried because I'm not sure he's going to be the workhorse that I thought he was, but we can all hope he is because he's better than Darrell Henderson. At 53, we see Baby Shark, do-do-do-do-do-do, Baby Shark. At 54, we see Raheem Mostert, who to me, I've actually kind of changed my opinion on him. I like him, but I also kind of like the other running backs in San Francisco later. Guys like... Jarek McKinnon, I mean, come on, he's going to catch the passes, so maybe he's more worthy of a pick than Raheem is in the fifth round. Right now, we are five picks away from my selection, I believe actually four picks away, so we're probably going to be looking to get another wide receiver to add to this star-studded roster through the first four rounds. We have Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, and CEH, as well as Cooper Cup. So right now, looking at the board, my obvious pick here is Terry McLaurin. I also kind of like Diggs. And I think Diggs could have a great year, but I think he's a very safe pick. I don't think he has super high upside being on the Buffalo Bills. McLaurin came, so I actually kind of hope we can get Stefan Diggs here. I think Stefan Diggs is going to have a potential great year, but I think it's capped by the fact that there's a lot of options there and he's new to the team. So with that said, I think he should be a safe pick, though. Top 20 type of wide receiver that we're finding in the fifth round. I like Stefan Diggs at that value. While I would have preferred Terry McLaurin for the upside, I think Diggs is a nice second-place prize there. After we get with Diggs, DeAndre Swift, and then Cortland Sutton. So right now, it's all wide open for us. We could either go running back or we could go wide receiver, but I'm probably going to go wide receiver here again and then hit on some running backs in the next couple of rounds. To me, there's one easy selection here. It's Tyler. Yeah, boy. Tyler Boyd last two years, over 1,000 yards. The guy's insane. And now they bring in an actual quarterback who's pretty good in Joe Burrow. I think this system is going to be humming. I don't think it matters if A.J. Green is healthy or not. He actually plays better with A.J. Green on the field, so that shouldn't even affect your thought process. Draft Tyler Boyd very, very safe late and has immense upside, especially if Joe Burrow is as good as many think. And that defense sucks complete and utter ass, so they're going to be behind the games having to haul the ball up to Mr. T. Lur. Yeah, Boyd. After Tyler Boyd, we see his teammate A.J. Green. Now, A.J. Green 
don't fucking draft A.J. Green. I'm being completely honest with you. Do not draft A.J. Green. The guy is as injury-prone as it gets. He's played less than half of his games in the last four seasons. He is very injury-prone. He always hurts his turf toe. He's hurt it four fucking different times. Four different times. And the guy may not even play this year. He might just say, fuck it. I'm on the franchise tag. I don't want to play. I'm a pussy. I'm A.J. Green. He might say that. 64, we see Michael Gallup. 65, we see Debo Samuel. Michael Gallup, what a fall from grace for that guy because they drafted C.D. Lamb in the draft. I still think Gallup will have a good season, though. Uh, Debo Samuel, just an average type of wide receiver, a guy who I will draft, but I'm not super excited to draft because the team is so run heavy. At 66, we see Damian Williams. 67, we see J.K. Dobbins. I'd much rather have Dobbins over Damian Williams. I honestly think that Damian Williams is just a guy who, for the first couple of weeks of the season, may be good. And if C.E.H. gets hurt, sure, he's a good handcuff. But drafting a handcuff in the sixth, round is not something you really want to do on a team I don't think it's going to be splitting carries as much as many do J.K. Dobbins a great pick though you got to hope Mark Ingram goes down because I don't think he's going to be that involved early but he will be getting a lot of dump off passes from Mr. Lamar Jackson Right now, something important to note on the draft board is we actually have only seen two quarterbacks come off the board and only four tight ends. Typically, you see more quarterbacks come off the board, but on here, we're drafting with some shops, some people who actually know what they're doing. When in your home league, you're drafting with some dumbasses, likely. Maybe they're not dumbasses. Maybe they're all smart who just like to draft quarterbacks early. So there's a lot of value on the board in the seventh round. I would actually consider going a quarterback at that value if a guy like Kyler or Russ fell to me at that pick. If not, I'd probably just load up on my running back core, snag a guy like Rojo, who I think could have a good year, James White, who I'm kind of opening up to, actually having a pretty good season this year, due to the fact that I don't really know who the quarterback is. I know people think it's Stidham, but it could be Hoyer, and regardless, they could be looking to dump the ball up. Now, Deshaun Watson comes as the 30th pick, or the third quarterback off the board at pick 69 nice I don't like that at all I'd rather have Russ I'd rather have Kyler and I don't think there's anyone else I'd rather have I think I have Deshaun Watson at QB6 so I think he's gonna have a great year but he's limited by the fact that his options are all injury prone scrubs well not scrubs because they're actually all really good when they're healthy but he no longer has one of the best wide receivers in the league if not the best in DeAndre Hopkins at 70 we see T. Hua Hilton who's falling a lot the guy's very injury prone as of recent I'm very worried but Phillip Rivers could definitely sustain a wide receiver one if he could stay healthy but the if he could stay healthy is a huge if and like I said at the beginning of this video guys if you did end up joining on drafters using code notorious add me as a friend or if you're already on here notorious fntsy on drafters I'll make sure to invite you guys to the drafts as I start to do them once I get a couple more friends on here so we can fire these up after TY comes Hollywood Brown who's a great pick very high upside the guy has immense upside on a week-to-week basis. The guy could easily blow up, but I am a bit worried that his targets aren't going to be as high as many think because Mark Andrews is obviously, in my opinion, his main target. Uh, Kyler Murray comes off the board, followed by Sony Michelle and Darius Geis. Darius Geis, I'm very off of yet again. This guy is so injury-prone. I can't stand how people believe this motherfucker could potentially play a full season. He will never. He will play amazing in like four, five, six games. If he played ten games... That'd be great, but I just don't think he will because he has not proved to me that he can do it. And until he does, I'm staying away from Darius Geis, especially in a backfield that's loaded. How the fuck can you take uh, touches away from Adrian fucking Peterson? So I don't know. Geis will be fine, but very injury prone, so I'm staying away from the seventh round. I much prefer Sony Michelle, even though Sony Michelle has that arthritis knee. At least I feel like he could play 16 games because he did last season. After Geis was Dak Prescott, Brandon Cooks, Russell Wilson. Brandon Cooks going above Will Fuller, something you actually never really see. Now they're on the same team, but Will Fuller seems to be 
the better option because he has the better um, connection chemistry with Deshaun Watson. Kind of strange to see that. After that was Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson and Dak, two top five quarterbacks. Not very surprising to see in the seventh round their value falling. To me right now, quarterback, the only guy still left that I love here is Josh Allen, but I'm not sure I want him at seven. I'd much rather have him in the eighth round at this point and load up on some running backs. Ronaldo Jones comes off the board. The guy was primarily targeting here. There is still some backs available that I like, but now you're going to be waiting till later. When will Alexander Madison go is a huge Concern now, where will he go? Because he's a guy like Snaggy in the 10th round. Now is he a 7th round pick? Now do I have to pick him in the 7th round if I want him? Can I wait? I don't really know, to be honest with you, because if Delvin Cook is out, he could absolutely tear it up. Same thing goes with his friend and partner in the backfield, Mike Boone, who I actually want to highlight here and get him onto my queue because he could be splitting work with Madison much more than most people actually perceive him to do because he did last year when uh, Cook went down. After Ronald Jones comes John Brown, who I think is a safe pick as well, just like Stefan Diggs, two safe guys. I mean... Allen has the connection with John Brown, but I don't think that should matter because him and Diggs have been working hard in the offseason together during this quarantine at pick 80. Now we are three picks away from our gorgeous pick, so we're probably going to try to go running back here and a wide receiver unless um, Josh Allen falls to us at the next pick, then we'd probably just go ahead and take Josh Allen, secure the um, connection of Diggs. And Allen, I don't typically go for the tandem, but if it's available, I'm not opposed to picking a tandem because, hey, if Allen goes off, it's likely that we could see Mr. Stefan Diggs go off. So I pick 82 now. We're one pick away from our pick, and at our pick, we're probably going to go with Philip Lindsay. I think Philip Lindsay actually has a lot more upside than most do because, like I said, I'm not sure about Melvin Gordon. So in the seventh round, a guy who could be seeing 45 40% of the touches on a team, I still like that value, even though Melvin Gordon's a much better pass catcher than Philip Lindsay, which is kind of scary. So I'm not really too sure about that. But he's probably the best pick available out of any of these sorry-ass guys. There are some guys later that I like as well. Shout-out to Alexander Madison as well. Like I talked about, we'll see where he ends up falling in this draft. Now, like I said, I want to get Josh Allen to pick 86. So I really hope he can fall to me. But I don't think that I'll be able to get Philip Lindsay if I don't pick him here. I'd much rather wait on quarterback than wait on a running back that I think could have a lot of upside this year. So this guy's probably just going to auto-draft. Psych, he picked Mr. Deontay Johnson. Great pick there. I love Deontay Johnson. High upside, but in the seventh round, seems a little high from him. So we are able to get Philip Lindsay. So let's hope and pray to the fantasy gods. That's what you have to do. You say, please, fantasy god, let me get Joshua Allen after Philip Lindsay comes. Carry on Johnson. What a fall from grace from him as well after they draft the new running back and Swift. God damn, you hate to see it because carry on could have been great but he kept dealing with these injuries he kept getting the same injuries he kept getting fucking hurt so you can't trust him julian edelman comes at the eighth round so we're going to be able to get our quarterback in joshua allen i think that tandem with Diggs is going to be great for our team for best ball especially getting that quarterback and that wide receiver connection seems to prove to be pretty well julian edelman like i said in the eighth round very safe pick i think the guy's torn it up for the last like a zillion years in a row with brady now he gets a new quarterback but he should still be fine we are still without a tight end but that's not too worrisome i like to wait around till round 10 or 11 to get my guy hayden hurst but if he's not available i typically just stay away and just go even later but in this i really want to get him so i'm probably going to pick him in the 10th or 9th round to make sure that i can secure my guy in Hayden Hurst, especially since we're drafting against Vikings, who apparently watches my videos, which is very nice. Shout out to him. His name is Scott. Huge shout out to him. I said apparently, but he definitely does because he fucking saw my name in Tori's Fantasy and he said hi to me. So that's great. I love to see that. Uh, if you guys are drafting with me ever, make sure to say hi. If you want to talk on Twitter, you can always DM me. I'm always very happy to talk to you guys. I really appreciate everything that I've gotten to so far. Um, my goal to hit 5,000 subscribers. While it may not happen this month, I hope it can happen by the end 
or like in the middle of next month. I would really appreciate that. I love you all, guys. It really does mean so much to me. So at 87, we see Marlon Mack. 88, Darren Waller, Tyler Higbee. So the tight end run is starting. So Hayden Hurst may get absolutely sniped from out from under us, a guy who I think is a top six tight end. So in the ninth round, getting a top six tight end when right now one, two, three, four, five, six tight ends have already came off the board. I think that's amazing value for us. Now on drafters, we are drafting for 18 rounds. There's no kicker, no defense. I'll explain how to draft the kicker and a defense though real quick. Kicker, you just draft the top guy available. I will have rankings on kickers. But for defenses, you just want to draft a guy from one of my videos where I talk about defenses that has a good schedule week one and week two. You just cut them if they have a bad week two schedule against a harder opponent. You just cut them, and then you're good to go and pick a new guy up. That's how I do it. And with 18 rounds in this, since it's best ball, you need to draft two or three quarterbacks. I typically only draft one quarterback in the 12-team league, but in this, you obviously have to draft many more. Same thing goes with tight end. I'm more of a one-tight end kind of guy. Now I'm kind of now lightening up to drafting two. Two guys that I think could have potential this year, but I'd much rather just draft one than Hayden Hurst, if I'm being honest with you. After we see Tyler Higby, we see Carson Wentz, Evan Ingram, and CeeDee Lamb. Carson Wentz is a guy who's amazing, has those injury concerns, so that really worries me. But when he's healthy, he's going to tear it up. But he's still going to get opportunities to run free with Kamara in the game. So that's who we're going to go with here, Latavius Murray, Aaron Rodgers goes before that. Aaron Rodgers is a guy I'm really off on right now, if I'm being completely honest with you. I don't think Aaron Rodgers has that great of a year. I think it'll be very run-heavy, just like last season. Even though in tomorrow's video, I talk about how they were actually 16th in run plays in the NFL out of 32 teams, or 17, something like that. So they're not as run-heavy as I previously thought, but hey, they still kind of are. And they just have Devontae Adams, so he can't really spread the ball out to other guys besides maybe who, if I'm being honest with you, I'm not really trying to draft in any leagues. I don't think Tariq Cohen... Is really going to have that good of a season because Dave Montgomery is going to have a much better season. 96 BC, Keyshawn Vaughn, who I'm kind of in on, kind of off on. I really prefer Rojo, but now Rojo is going higher than him. So who knows? I thought it was a great value for him since he was going around the same pick as Vaughn, but I was going much higher. At 97, we see Henry Ruggs, speedster, hurt his leg, fucking lifting some shit into someone's house when he was helping them move. And at 98, we see Alexander Madison. So now we can talk about Alexander Madison some more. Ninth round where Alexander Madison goes. Amazing value. Alexander Madison's like a fucking ninth round pick normally, so that's amazing. So people right now are very confused about this because they don't know if Dalvin Cook's going to play or not. So this is probably what we're going to be seeing a lot. We're going to see Alexander Madison go around the ninth round, but I think in the next draft we do, we'll probably see Dalvin Cook not be in the first round pick, but more of a second, mid-tier second, or early third round pick. At number 100, we see Matthew Burita followed by and Duke Johnson was before that. Matt Burita is the guy I would have targeted. I love Matt Burita. I think he's going to eat it up in that Miami Dolphins offense, especially getting a lot of dump off passes. Something actually interesting to note is that the team that drafted Jordan Howard actually drafted Matt Burita. So they got the tandem of running backs for the same team, which I actually don't mind. As a strategy, pick 101, we see one of my favorite sleepers, Darius Slayton, who's actually skyrocketed. I guess the ninth round, you're kind of a sleeper, but he was like an 11th round pick. Now he's flying up. He's probably Daniel Jones' favorite wide receiver, who he was seeing deep down the field a lot last season. He would just close his eyes, and he does the typical, you know, Phillip Rivers, he cocks it back. He says, hey, fuck it, Keenan Allen's out there somewhere. That's what he's doing. Now... Darius, I mean, uh, Daniel Jones saying, fuck it, Darius Slayton is out there somewhere. He just heaves out there. Darius Slayton's very fast. Uh, if you guys want to see more about him, I did a sleeper, wi- or no, a must-own second-year wide receiver video a couple of weeks ago where I really broke down Darius Slayton. I think that video is great. At 102, we see Will Fuller, who, like I said, is injury-prone, but when he plays, the guy just fucking eviscerates. He'll have, like, four amazing games this year. The other games will be okay, which is pretty good in best ball, but in redraft, kind of scary, to be honest with you, having an inconsistent player like that. But, hey, we're in the ninth round. This is where you got to find your boom or bust players. If Will Fuller played 16 games, he's probably a top-10 wide receiver. At 103, we see Tom Brady. Pretty typical for Tom Brady. After TB12, we see Matt Ryan and Drew Brees. I prefer Ryan and Brees over Brady. Ryan definitely. Brees and Brady, 
kind of right next to each other, kind of one and the same, to be honest with you. For me, to play in the same division. All three of these guys play in the same division, and they all went three picks back-to-back, which is going to happen in your drafts. Someone picks a quarterback. The other guy shits his pants and picks a quarterback as well. Tevin Coleman comes off the board at pick 106. So here we're going to go ahead and secure our pick in Hayden Hurst. I don't mind taking him here and then waiting on another running back or wide receiver. I'd much rather make sure I guarantee and get my guy who I think is top six in fantasy this year. Guaranteed to get 100 targets. Dirk Cutter fucking loves tight ends, so I think he's going to be a lock to be a great player this year. At pick 108, we see Christian Kirk, 109, hopefully is not the person that we want. So looking at wide receivers here, Jerry Judy, Robbie Anderson, Sterling Shepard, Mike Williams, guys, Anthony Miller, a guy I'm actually really high on now. Latavius Murray I really like as well, especially because if Kamara gets hurt, he's probably the best handcuff. Anthony Miller, though, the reason why I like him is actually because He's going to have a better quarterback this year in Foles, I'm 100% sure of. And he did good down the stretch last year. I think we can see an improvement, especially since he's really the clear wide receiver too. Baker the Faker Mayfield, fade! Fade the fuck out of Baker Mayfield. Do not draft him. They're going to be so run heavy. I don't want anything to do with Baker at 116. Anthony McFarland, 117. Gronk! To me, I think Anthony McFarland is going to get talked up so much for him not to be the guy if Connor goes down or for him to be the guy in the backfield. They still have Benny Snell. They still have the other fucking guy who's back there whose name is escaping me, but it's like it's fucking there's like four good guys there. Why do you want Anthony McFarlane so bad? At 117, we see Robert Gronkowski, and Gronk is going to probably play like 10 games, be great in those 10 games, but you want a guy that plays 16 games, so I don't want anything to do with Gronk really in the 10th round. At 118, we see Sterling Shepard, now probably the wide receiver two there, who's also injury prone. 119, we see Darrell Henderson, who while I don't really believe in, could be the running back one there above Cam Akers, if Cam Akers just doesn't look good in the limited amount of practice that they're going to have this year. After Henderson, we see TJ Hawkinson, who was actually a guy that I really liked last year, but like during the season, he had that one good game that he started getting hurt. Could be great this year, though. Anthony Gibson, another guy who's part of that fucking goddamn hellhole in the backfield of the Washington Redskins. So who really knows if you want to draft that guy either? 112, we see Mike Evans. 123, we see Tony Pollard. 124, Devontae Freeman, who's not even on a team. 125, we see Phillip Rivers. 126, Golden Tate. 127, Chase Edmonds. 128, Jared Cook. 129, A.J. Dillon, who I think is not worth an 11th round pick, if I'm being honest with you. I don't think A.J. Dillon is going to do jack shit this year, except for Vulture a couple of touchdowns. So I don't really want to draft that guy now looking at the screen here we should probably snag either another running back or a wide receiver here but the running back value isn't too amazing I like a lot of these guys later Jalen Samuel was the guy whose name was escaping me earlier with Benny Snell for the Pittsburgh Steelers so looking at wide receivers here we only have three we probably want some more I think Emmanuel Sanders will have a safe year not too much upside though I'd prefer Preston Williams if I'm being honest with you who I think is really going to tear it up. He played amazing the first eight games of the season. So I think we could see that happen again this year, but on a more full basis. But all the cards are off the table once Tua starts starting the games because he developed a good connection with Fitzmagic, not with Tua, tongue of Iloa. So before our pick, Preston Williams was Robbie Anderson, a pretty good pick, but it used to be a pretty good pick, but a pretty bad pick now because Carolina, the only guys I want are DJ Chark and CMC. After that, we see Hunter Henry, Emmanuel Sanders, so now it's our pick, and we're probably going to take our snag at yet another wide receiver and probably go with an upside play down here if there's any, and that is Mr. Nikhil Harry, who I think could have a great season in New England. Obviously, last year, he didn't have the time to develop that connection with Tom Brady because he got hurt in the preseason before the games even started, so he only got to play like the last seven weeks of the season, and by then, Tom Brady just said, fuck you, I don't know who the fuck you are. He scored like one touchdown, caught the ball like seven times on 14 passes, so he didn't really do anything, but I think he could do a lot more this season, getting a lot more work done with the quarterback, whether it is Stidham or whether it's Hoyer. I would assume it's Stidham 
but like I said, I'm pretty unsure because Bill Belichick's a crazy motherfucker, and he loves starting those older quarterbacks. At number 135, we see Deshaun Jackson. At 136, we see McCole Hardman, who to me is a great sleeper as well. I think in KC, getting any wide receiver there on any given week could absolutely fucking win you the game with 40 points. After Alshon Jeffrey, we see a run at tight end of Noah Fant, Gasicki, and Austin Hooper, which is very typical. Just like with quarterbacks, the tight end runs always happen late in the draft. Someone says, hey, I need a tight end, and then they say, oh, oh shit, I fucking missed one, blah, blah, blah. They panic, and they wait. Now, in the 13th round, we're probably going to look to get our backup tight end, followed by our backup quarterback. There are a bunch of still good guys available. Jack Doyle and Janu Smith are my favorite. I prefer Janu over Jack Doyle, though, strictly based on upside. I think Jack Doyle is a very safe pick, whereas I think Janu Smith could have a great season with Hannah Hill, even though I am kind of worried about this team being super run-heavy. After we see Austin Hooper, we see Jared Goff, Boston Scott, who I love as a handcuff, Daniel Jones, and Michael Pittman. So the quarterbacks have fallen off here, but this guy's my backup. He'll probably only play one game as long as Josh Allen can stay healthy. So I like Big Ben a lot, actually. I watched this video on Nick Arcolano's channel. You can look it up. It's called, I think, Quarterback Injury Concerns. And they ranked Big Ben as a very low injury concern. So that's very telling to me of thinking that he could stay healthy for the whole season. And if that's the case, I mean, Big Ben should be able to tear it up. He always does if he can stay healthy. After Michael Pittman comes Justin Jefferson, Sammy Watkins, who I'm not really in on Sammy Watkins. I think he honestly may not even play this year. Big Blake Jarwin, who a lot of people are buying into, but I'm not too sure about it considering the fact that there's so many fucking options for Dak to throw the ball to. Tyrell Williams comes off the board, who's really fallen off of my board. Due to the fact that they drafted so many guys, I'm still somewhat on old man Hunter Renfro, who's not even an old man. I think he's like 24 years old. Will it even tell me? I don't think it'll tell me. The guy's like 24 years old. They drafted a million guys around him, but he was still Derek Carr's favorite target last season. After that, we see Godert, Jalen Rager, and now we are four picks away from our pick, so hopefully we can go ahead and snag Big Ben Rothelisberger. Speak of me speaking the fact that Big Ben, I wanted him. Um, so he just gets picked, uh, followed by Janu Smith as well, then Naheem Hines. So hopefully we can at least get Jack Doyle here so I don't want to fucking off myself because I don't have a tight end. But let me check my team actually real quick. For the tight end position to figure out buys, because you should typically look at the buys before you even make a selection. Haynehurst by 10. Jackie Jack Doyle is by 7. So that's perfectly fine. We can go ahead and snag Jack Doyle. Uh, Ryan Tannehill also came off the board. Very worried about him. I don't think he's going to have a huge season. Do the fact they're going to be so goddamn run heavy. At the quarterback position, our quarterback right now is Josh Allen, and he is by 11, so we want someone that doesn't have by 11 at the quarterback position. Jameis is ranked so high, but that guy's not going to play a single goddamn game this year unless someone goes down, so we're probably just going to go with the safer pick here and go with Kirk Cousins. you like that because I think he should have a good year even though they're pretty run heavy. The reason why I don't think Tannehill's going to have a good year is because Tannehill will have a great year in Miami. I'm a Dolphins fan. He has a great year. Then next year, everyone's like, holy shit, he's going to break out. He's going to be amazing. Oh my god, he's going to be so good, and they just shits the bed. He needed his huggies. He forgot to bring them. And the bed is soiled. That's just what Tannehill does. So that's why I'm worried about Kirk Cousins. Is a very safe pick. Probably finish around quarterback. Probably 12 to 15 is his probably range of outcomes. That's not too bad as my quarterback, too. Even if Josh Allen gets hurt, I'm fine having Cousins, especially since I'll probably draft a third one later in the draft in case any of these guys get hurt, which I typically I don't advise in a normal league, but this is a best ball league. But it is like mock draft because I am getting a better gauge on how people are going to draft in a real draft based upon the early picks. And then the later picks, you're still getting based on what's actually going to happen, but you just see more quarterbacks and tight ends get drafted. But in a lot of leagues, people do actually draft two quarterbacks. 
quarterback, so it is still kind of accurate. Same with multiple tight ends because people are crazy, and in some leagues, people draft multiple defenses, but there's no defenses on drafters.com. Right now, we have four picks to go before the draft comes to a close. Justin Jackson, Jamal Williams, and Adrian Peterson came off the board. Now looking at our team, we got Nick Chubb. Or actually, it's probably easier to see like this. Quarterback, we have Kirk Cousins, Josh Allen. We have Latavius Murray at running back. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Philip Lindsay, Nick Chubb, and Austin Eckler at tight end. We have Jack Doyle and Hayden Hurst. And at wide receivers, we got Nikhil Harry, Preston Williams, Tyler Boyd, Stephon Diggs, and Cooper Cup. So a pretty solid start here for our team with just a couple of rounds to go. I'm going to go ahead and fast forward right to our next pick so that you guys don't have to listen to me ramble for super long. After I went with Kirk Cousins, the draft went Justin Jackson, Jamal Williams, AP, Ian Thomas, Curtis Samuel, Carlos Hyde, D.D. Westbrook, Jimmy Garoppolo, DeAndre Evans, Devontae Mims, or uh, Deontay Mims, shit, I forgot his name, Denzel Mims, my bad, Eric Ebron, Perryman, Herndon, Larry Fitzgerald, Minshew, who I really like a lot, I think could have top 10 potential, especially since the defense is so bad, they're going to have to be passing, Brandon Ayuk, Randall Cobb, Hunter Renfro, Teddy Bridgewater, O.J. Howard, and then I went with James Washington, I actually tried to, I actually completely said what I wanted to say as I was making these picks, and I forgot that I turned the recording off and wanted to turn it back on, so it would make it easier on me editing. I just forgot about it. James Washington, the reasoning behind that pick is there wasn't too many wide receivers available that I liked, and since a lot of people are buying heavily into Deontay Johnson like myself, why couldn't James Washington actually be the breakout guy there? Considering they both have a similar amount of experience with the quarterback Big Ben, it could be James Washington. Kenny Stills, LaVishka Chenault came after that. I love LaVishka Chenault. Well, I don't think it may be this year. I think it'll be safe this year, fine pick this year, but in 2021, I think is when he really leaps up there and plays amazing, but if DJ Chark was to get hurt, LaVishka would have an amazing season. Rock Armstead was the next pick due to the fact that if Leonard Fournette was to go down or try to hold out or something, since he's not going to be getting that contract, they probably want out with him. Maybe he tries to hold out or do something, so Rock Armstead would get a lot of touches. I think Raquel Armstead was a great handcuff last year, was a guy I was really targeting, and so was the fantasy community. Now, people are not even talking about him, but he's still the same guy. It's just Leonard Fournette blew up last year. After I went with Rock Armstead, Rashad Penny came off the board, who I don't really like at all, I'm being completely honest with you. He's probably going to miss the first couple of weeks of the season, maybe even the first few months of the season. So why draft him, to be honest with you, when DJ Dallas could just become the backup? Ito Smith, or no, that's Irv Smith. Sorry, Irv Smith, backup tight end for Minnesota. Solid pick there. I think Irv Smith could break out, but it would really take Kyle Rudolph going down for it to happen. Third leg, Greg Olson, John Ross, Alan Lazard, Sternberger, Disley. I think Lazard was the guy I probably should have picked over Washington, but Lazard is just as much of a guess as Washington because everyone was talking up, like I said earlier in the video, everyone was, holy shit, MVS and Geronimo Allison, and none of them ended up doing anything. So why would Lazard, if I'm being honest with you? Is Lazard more talented than them? Maybe. Will it happen? Who really knows? Sternberger, Disley, Josh Reynolds, Mono Man Sam going super late because he's garbage. This guy has both of the New York quarterbacks. You'll love to see that. So right now, we're probably just going to fast forward until my pick. After Darnold came uh, Kyle Rudolph, followed by Tua Tungavailoa, Dawson Knox, Steven Sims, Horsecock, Drew Locke, Russell Gage, Terod Taylor, and Derek Carr. So like I said, in these leagues, people are drafting three quarterbacks. So the one I end up getting here probably won't be super duper hot fires. Probably between Fitzmagic, Stidham, and big dick Nick Foles here. Out of the last few quarterbacks who came off the board, I would have liked Drew Locke the most, probably followed by Derek Carr. I like Tua, but I just don't think he plays a majority of the season. I think Foles or Stidham could play the majority of the season. Fitzmagic will probably play just the first couple of games, which wouldn't be as good. So I think it's more likely that I want to go Stidham or Foles here, who I think could play the whole season. Same with Haskins, but I mean, Haskins fucking sucks ass. So do I really want to draft him? Probably not. So we're going to be looking for Stidham or Foles here. So to figure out who I want to pick, I'm just going to base it strictly off of upside. If Foles is good, I think he could be like a 15, 
fantasy point per game kind of guy, maybe 14. If Statham is good, the Patriots could be rolling and he could be very good. So I think I'd honestly rather just shoot the, you know, shoot my shot on Stidham here and go with Jarrett Stidham, who I don't love, but I think, hey, he could be a solid quarterback too if he needs to fly in here. No top 12 upside though. Same with Foles though. So it's really based on the fact that I think that Stidham could just be in a better opportunity to be scoring fantasy points, whereas with Mr. Foles, they could just try to run the ball a million times because the coach realized, hey, Matt Nagy's like, hey, maybe I should actually run the ball instead of just trying to pass a million times. After I went Stidham, came Dwayne Haskins, then uh, Damian Harris. So now we're going to draft yet another running back and get our way out of here, or wide receiver. I think we're actually going to go wide receiver here and draft a higher upside type of late pick here in the draft. And we're going to go ahead and snag Corey Davis because, you know what? It wasn't his year last year, probably won't be his year this year. It hasn't been his year his whole career, but eventually Corey Davis has to figure out how to turn the ship around after we drafted Corey Davis comes Antonio Brown, so not very surprising. Guy's top 10 if he fucking plays. Will he ever play, though? Who knows? Is he a wasted pick? Maybe, maybe not. He could have been the best pick of the whole goddamn draft in the 18th round in your redraft leagues. Let me know, guys, if you've done any redraft mocks where you see Antonio Brown go inside the top, like, 15 rounds. I really would like to hear that. Nick Boyle comes off the board, who's not really going to do anything at all. I'd much rather... There's probably other tight ends that I'd actually much rather snag over him that are still available. But our draft part of the video is complete, but I will end up waiting until the 18th round is complete before recapping my team and saying goodbye to you guys. So let's fast forward to that right now. Now the draft is about to be complete after we went with uh, Mr. Corey Davis, Antonio Brown, Nick Boyle, Josh Kelly, Ty Johnson, Gerald Everett, Devin Funches, Albert Wilson, Cole Beasley, Andy Isabella. And then this guy is going to have the final pick to go over our team. He goes with T Higgins. So to look at our team real quick, before we get out of here, we finish with Josh Allen, Kirk Cousins, Jared Stidham, C.E.H. Phillip, Lindsey, Latavius Murray, Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, Rock Armstead, Jack Doyle, Hayden Hurst, Corey Davis, Cooper Cup, James Washington, Stephon Diggs, Nikhil Harry, Preston Williams, and Tyler Boyds. Thank you guys all for watching. Make sure to check out Drafters up here. Make sure to leave a comment and say Viking in the comment. Shout out to you, Scott, for watching my videos. Leave that down below in the comments. I love each and every single one of you guys. Please come join me on Drafters. Add me on there, NotoriousFNTSY. Click that subscribe button if you enjoy. I love each and every single one of you guys. Make sure to have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you guys tomorrow with yet another banger of a video. Good boy!